This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You're listening to 3CR Radio. That one you're dedicated to all the bicycle riders, seen? Bicycle rider, bicycle rider Bike rider, my other bike rider Bike rider, my other bike rider Trust me, riding a bike is better Bike rider, my other bike rider Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and this is a show about bicycles and related transport issues coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, without further ado, uh, we've got an event coming up on Wednesday this week. And it's Ride and Rally at Parliament House. And on the line today, I have Samantha Dunn. You there, Samantha? I am indeed, Chris. How are you? Very good. Okay, so um, we're going to talk a little bit about what you're up to, uh, the reason why we're having this rally. Uh, Well, Chris, uh, early on in this uh, parliamentary term, the Greens introduced a bill, which uh, we call the Meter Matters Bill, uh, but it's, uh, around the, it's about overtaking bicycles and leaving one metre clearance and enshrining that in the law. Uh, this Wednesday, we have an opportunity to debate our bill in the Parliament. So uh, we're calling on cyclists uh, to, to ride and rally and meet at Parliament in the morning to really show MPs from uh, all persuasions that this is an important issue for cyclists. Because this is uh, starting at 8.15am, which will catch catch the commuter rush. And uh, you're saying um, in some of your material that uh, if you don't have a bike, don't worry, you can still come along and support um, cycling in Victoria. Absolutely. Everyone is welcome. Um, we know that this uh, concerns people, whether you're a regular cyclist, a recreational cyclist, or, you know, just get on every six months or so. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, it's an important... Uh, that. Uh, Cyclists actually are safe on our roads and the best way to achieve that is to enshrine in the law uh, metre matters. Uh, So uh, motorists need to give a a metre clearance when they pass cyclists. So we welcome anyone. We're not going to uh, tell you off if you don't have your two wheels with you. (laughs) So um, a little bit of background to this is that the Dan Andrews government in Victoria has basically rejected this uh, meter passing thing, and it's interesting seeing that other states have brought it in, and it's something. It's a topic that we've discussed on several programs on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, and it just seems to be really conflicted because Victoria seems to have this or likes to, uh, uh, you know, uh, emphasise this message that we're the most bicycle friendly state in Australia, and um, it doesn't seem to match, does it? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, Victoria is really lagging behind when it comes to metre matter or minimum passing distance laws in the country. And uh, it's a strange place to be, given that uh, cycling is so predominant in Melbourne itself. Uh, it, it just it doesn't seem to match at all. I think we were pretty disappointed with the government's response to the parliamentary inquiry into our bill. Uh, as much as we welcome education, the reality is, is that the best way to achieve the outcomes is to enshrine minimum passing 
uh, into our laws because most people are law-abiding citizens and if it's law, they'll, they'll actually seek to achieve that. Yeah, and another thing, um, just to bring in, that last week the Victorian budget was brought down and uh, what's your take on that? <laughs> well, well, look, uh, sadly for cyclists, uh, it's pretty much, uh, there's not much happening in the budget for them. Uh, we uh, have been continu- continually frustrated uh, by uh, successive state budgets that have really, uh, there's been a lot of shortfalls when it comes to cycling and cycling infrastructure. Uh, we know that there's a, a lot of roads in Melbourne's network uh, that could benefit cyclists with just some, some works in relation to, to infrastructure to keep cyclists safe, safer and uh, sadly that's not in the budget and uh, I think uh, cyclists everywhere would be pretty disappointed with the rollout of active transport as well because uh, that's uh, also been missing in action. I know because um, I remember going along to a couple of round tables for Active Transport Victoria which was you know kind of rolled out with 2016, 2015 apparently yes. we've got 100 million dollars in the budget and um, nothing's happened and, the, and that 100 million's been carried over into this budget and it's really convoluted. Uh, look, there, it is frustrating and when you know there are so many projects out there that would actually make a huge difference to the safety of cyclists uh, in Melbourne, uh, that makes it even more frustrating. So uh, Dan is really dragging his heels. Uh, his heels. Uh, we are so far behind, uh, I guess, in Victoria in relation to other states uh, in the country uh, that's a sad state of affairs uh, for a state that uh, w- wants to be progressive and forward-thinking because when it comes to cyclists, uh, we're anything but that. So on to the rally. Uh, it's like um, it's is at Parliament House on this Wednesday the 10th. Yes, it is. It uh, starts at 8.15 um, and that uh, was 8.40 you have speakers? Yes, yes. So we're, we're still... Um, putting the final touches to this, but we'd ask cyclists if they could get there from 8.15 on. That'd be great. Uh, We will keep our speaking short and sharp because we realise that a lot of people are probably going to be on their way to work. So uh, we don't want them to miss their 9am start. So speakers should start around 8.40. But if cyclists could get there from 8.15 on, that would be great. Uh, And if you can't get to the rally, there's probably another couple of things that you can do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love it for those who, who simply can't make it and we know there's a whole lot of cyclists out there who, who simply can't get there for a whole range of reasons it would be great to uh, get a photo of you on your bike with a sign saying I support hashtag meter matters and uh, posting that on your social media network just, just to build a bit of momentum around that because I, I think the government just doesn't realise how important this issue is to cyclists out there yeah, they seem to have dropped the ball on that because it seems like, yeah, Victoria's, you know, seem to be the most progressive state and we seem to be quite regressive in others. Like you look at the state budget, there's plenty of money for roads and um, a suggestion I heard this week, you know, we should at least have 1% of each state budget, you know, towards active transport. <laughs> That's a tiny amount compared to how much they want to, you know, there's 100 million just pulled out of nowhere for, um, well, you know, nowhere, but uh, for North East Link. <laughs> for a feasibility study, and it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's absolutely (laughs) galling, I guess, for people who are trying to uh, do the right thing and and cycle and make that part of their their lifestyle and how they get around Melbourne. 
it's really frustrating to be a cyclist at the moment because people are really keen to cycle, but it seems there's so many barriers in their way at the moment. And and the, the state budget's certainly one of them and uh, the the lack of take-up of minimum passing distance laws is, a, is another cause for frustration and, you know, a real safety risk for what are very vulnerable road users. Mm. So uh, I think uh, we've gone for, you know, last 10, 15 years from, um, you know, like everyone's saying, nice things about bicycles and some of the low-hanging fruits being picked up in terms of infrastructure around Melbourne, but there's still so much to be done and it's about time. Actually, it's extremely well overdue that um, we got serious and spent some, you know, revenue and or political capital and got these things happening. We need to spend that $100 million on actually getting some good cycling infrastructure happening. Yeah, well, especially with councils having to deal with rates capping and they can't build what they, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a hard ask for local councils to put good stuff in if they've got a rates cap. Oh, well, look, that, that's a difficulty for local government. Yeah. The reality is, is they can't pay for it all and they probably shouldn't be paying for it all either. And you're right, under a constrained rate capping environment, that makes it really, really challenging for local councils to deliver uh, any sort of infrastructure, let alone cycling infrastructure. So, uh, you know, it, it has been disappointing, uh, this state budget, uh, but we'll continue to advocate on behalf of cyclists, whether that's about infrastructure or whether that's about cycling laws. Um, so can really people... Important. Sorry. Where can people go to find out more information about what the Greens are doing on a state um, basis? Uh, the best thing to do is uh, if you... Uh, go into your preferred search engine and type in Samantha Dunn Meter Matters. You will find everything you need in relation to what the Greens are up to uh, in terms of cycling advocacy. Great. So just repeating, uh, ride and rally at Parliament House this Wednesday, March the... Oh, sorry, May the 10th. <laughs> that was two months ago, sorry. Oh, time flies. Oh, it does. Where's the year gone? Uh, from 8.15, and uh, that will be with yourself and Greg Barlow? Yes, indeed. We'll, we'll both be there welcoming people, and we, we hope the weather is kind to, to all of us. I was looking at it. looks like it'll be clear. This morning we had ninja rain, um, and it looks like Wednesday should be okay. Ah, good. That's great to hear. Okay, thank you so much for your time today, Samantha. Bye. Bye. For progressive people around the world, it's been a hard start to the year. Trump is rolling out his racist agenda, inspiring increased racial, religious and gender-based hatred across the globe. It really is time to rally together to fight for a better world. There is power in numbers and there is power in independent, community-run media. Join the swelling number of people fighting back by becoming a member of your radical activist radio station. Show us your love and subscribe to 3CR. Call us on 9419 8377 or pay online 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. I'm Tash Sultana, and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe. Do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. 
You're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am digital, streaming, tune in and a whole bunch of ways to listen to 3CR. Okay, thank you to Samantha Dunn, uh, Eastern Metropolitan MLC for the Greens, and that's about the uh, ride and rally at Parliament this Wednesday, March the... I keep on saying March, May the 10th, and that's kicking off at 8.15 with speeches at 8.40. It'd be good if you could come along, even if you're on foot, and make your feelings known because we seem to be pushing uh, a fair bit of uh, intransigence in this state. For a state that likes to think it's progressive, we seem to be not particularly progressive when it comes to active transport. Anyway, uh, something that's coming up that's absolutely vital if you live in Yarra is that um, to make a submission to Yarra Council's uh, draft plan for 2017 20- 2017-21. Uh, and this, if you can go to all the W's, your say Yarra, that is all one word, .com.au forward slash shape Yarra's future. You should be able to see that when you go to that page. Submissions close on this Thursday, but it's absolutely vital that we make some suggestions and recommendations to the draft council uh, plan, draft annual budget and the proposed service waste charge. And uh, we've got a few recommendations and or observations. And the, a problem with any draft council plan is that um, overall bicycle, infra- uh, bicycle infrastructure funding is not automatically included in an annual uh, council budget. And just a recommendation, in order to permanently fund bicycle infrastructure, future Yarra Council budget should include the, this requirement as a standing opera- operating procedure so that budgets and funding cannot be politicised, as occurred in previous years. You know, if you've been listening to this show, be forgiven for thinking we're fighting our own council for their own recommendations or things that they've voted on. It's been a very interesting process and a quite bemusing process to being um, part of. And uh, the draft council plan has many positive goals, including you know things like community, education for all road users, high priority for bikes, walking tracks and facilities, and encouraging public transport walking and cycling as a first choice. However, these goals can't really be achieved unless there's a serious change in thinking within council or even your council, not just Yarra. And the real goals must be applied, including the recent uh, bike strategy refresh that quite a few people went through in 2016. And uh, Yarra has the highest cycling participation rates, one of the highest cycling participation rates in Australia with near 10% of residents riding daily and with a growing population and increased pressure on local residents in planning, Yarra Council should look at a whole bunch of things like uh, integrating, complementing sustainable transport solutions with you know, an emphasis on things and of cycling routes that are like for 8 to 80. Not just those of us who feel like we have enough confidence to get out and ride. We've got to start looking at if you've if, you know, you've got someone in your family who's slightly older or very young, would you want them on the road? Well, no. Well, that road is not suitable. And we've got to um, ensure that these things are properly done in terms of uh, constructing separated on-road um, routes, you know, finishing off the half-finished Wellington Street uh, separated lanes because this is, you know, it may be only one, but it really is a vital piece of framework for people who want to do trips within or through Yarra and a lot of people could utilise that when it's finished to, you know, almost like a spine through Yarra. And um, in regards to things like uh, improved share 
path connections and signage. And you know this from people who go on share paths that are off-road. It's a bit of a nightmare at times. Yarra Council should consider networking with local councils to share maintenance and wayfinding information. It's a really problematic one because you go into another council area and it completely changes. And with a draft annual budget, pulled a few figures out of the strategic transport budget, bits and pieces. And again, this is something we've been asking for for over a decade, kind of pulling out figures and bits and pieces illustrate there must be a more accurate funding breakdown for cycling infrastructure because in turn, if you can do that, you can show that uh, Yarra Council's bicycle infrastructure goals can be in turn achieved. And for the proposed waste service uh, charge, well, okay, it's been very contentious. However, like um, other Victorian councils, I was just talking to Samantha Dunn, Yarra is under a rates cap from state government. And with that, the suggestion is, right how you feel about this charge, maybe you have other worthwhile suggestions for council to source funding. So you can make a submission by Thursday the 11th of May. I'll put all the details up on the podcast and it will be on the Yarrabug website. And um, food for thought there, not just if you're in Yarra thinking about what's happening in your council. There's some things there that you can have all these aspirational ideas and things you want, but there may be something there that's really holding you back. And I think something as simple as a... SOP, Standing Operating Procedure, that infrastructure costs are included in draft uh, budgets may be a big one. Anyway, I'm going to take a break and hopefully I'll be back with uh, Melbourne Bicycle Diaries. Hey, are you wearing the latest 3CR t-shirt this summer? We have a limited number of 40th birthday t-shirts for sale. Designed by local artist Emily Floyd, these awesome Radical Radio t-shirts are available from our studios at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, during business hours. Or you can shop online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. For just $20 or $15 for kids' sizes, you can look great and help 3CR celebrate 40 years of Radical Radio. Bike freeway. Welcome back to Melbourne's Bicycle Diaries. Today I find myself in Thornbury. I've been checking out this really super cute community garden sprout. It's a beautiful autumn day. The sun is shining and I've even taken my jacket off. It's so warm. And my challenge today to ride all the way from Thornbury down to Abbotsford. Let's see where it takes us. Hey! <laughs> awesome! So here we are, we've just arrived on St George's Avenue and I've discovered that there's a fantastic bike path. I'm going to try and follow it as far down as I can. Looks like there's been a lot of construction work around here. Not seeing many trees, but I'm hoping that they might come back. And that's a bit of the Melbourne Bicycle Diaries. Uh, a great new initiative started off by Rosie, who's on the line today. You there, Rosie? Good morning, Theresa. How exciting. Yeah, so I just grabbed a little bit of your audio from the, um, was it the Thornbury to uh, Abbotsford ride you did down um, St George's Road. That was fabulous. Oh, I had such a fabulous day. I just happened to be in Thornbury for a meeting and I looked up the maps and thought, 
look, I can ride all the way. <laughs> and I was really excited to discover what one another cyclist referred to as the bicycle highway. I've never really had an opportunity to ride down and I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Yeah, so you've been putting together these like little um, segments and chapters of your ride around riding around Melbourne. And yeah, that's right. Absolutely fabulous. I'll, I'll just I'll just grab some audio for you if you don't mind. But I absolutely love this one. And we'll fade <laughs> it out in a moment. This is you love this. Welcome back to Melbourne's Bicycle Diaries. Today we're going on a bit of a tour around the laneway. As you can see, I'm not riding my bike. But I thought it would be nice for us to go for a little walk. And joining me today is my friend Abuzar, who's come all the way from Afghanistan to make Melbourne his home. Hey, what do you think, Abuzar? Do you like it? Oh, I'm very excited. <laughs> this is a really, really amazing place. Okay, so here we are. It's a fantastic little spot. I love tofu. They've got great pumpkin and tofu pies. There's a really great cupcake shop and donut. So pop on down and have a little taste for yourself. So that's a taste of uh, Melbourne bicycle diaries. <laughs> very, very tasty. Oh my goodness, that was such a fun afternoon. So um, my friend Abuzar and I met up in the city and he'd never been down Melbourne's laneways before. He's only um, been living in Melbourne for about 12 months. And I said, well, I'll take you on a tour and why don't we do a quick Melbourne's Bicycle Diaries while we're at it? And we had an absolute blast. <laughs> so um, what's other bits and pieces you've got up to? You're on Facebook and Instagram. That's right. So I just launched Instagram about a week ago, actually, and that's been very exciting. It's, um, there's been great pickup from the community and lots of different threads coming through. I've had a cafe in Ivanhoe tell me to come out and try a new bike track out that way, which sounds very exciting and um, lots of interest, which is really exciting. Yeah, because it's the thing of, uh, from you know, our perspective, what we do on the show, we do like advocacy and, you know, we don't really sometimes get into the sheer joy of riding around on a bicycle around Melbourne because, you know, we concentrate on the things that kind of uh, should be better. But uh, yeah. you're getting out and having a look at the things that actually make it great. Yeah, it's been a really um, fun and organic process. I actually never really set out to start a bike blog. It, um about a year ago, I was cycling through South Melbourne in the rain on the way to a yoga class, and I just I was drenched, absolutely drenched through, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to be so wet and cold, and I thought, you know what, this is hilarious. It, it reminds me of being a child. I grew up in regional Victoria and used to ride a little red BMX around with Sprokey Toe, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know what, this is so much fun, and I just suddenly started laughing and then I pulled out my iPhone and just made a quick little video to show my friends how wet I was and how much fun I was having. And after I posted it, so many people said, um, you know, we love that, we need to see more of it. And I just off the top of my head coined the term Melbourne's Bicycle Diaries and threw it in there. And suddenly I was getting Facebook messages, when's the next Melbourne's Bicycle Diaries coming out? And I said, oh, <laughs> this is a thing. So this is fairly organic, or you, you've got uh, big plans. Which which way are you going I, with this? I well, um, to be honest, it was an organic start, but it has been such an exciting journey. I'm about to head overseas for five weeks. I'm taking Melbourne's Bicycle Diaries on holidays, so mm. you will be seeing some very exciting posts from 
Um, I'm heading to Cambodia to do some volunteer work. So you'll see me on a bike there. I'm going to hike in Nepal. And then I'm popping into a friend's wedding in Sicily. So there's going to be lots of fun cycling adventures ahead. Um, I've been very lucky, actually. There's a fantastic bike shop um, in Abbotsford called Spokes. And I've been in there a number of times. I used to hold my bike um, basket together with sticky tape when it fell off. And <laughs> I used to go in there and, you know, things were falling apart. And I had a flat tire weeks ago. And they've been absolutely amazing looking after me and um, the owner said to me one day, he said, so tell me about your marketing plan and strategy. I said, um, <laughs> I haven't really gotten that far. <laughs> yeah, because people always think, oh, you've got to have something like a pitch deck or marketing and all this sort of stuff. And you go, hang on. What about yeah. just simply having fun and letting things develop? That's exactly what it's all about. So essentially, um, yeah, about 12 months ago, I decided that I really wanted to bring a bit of the Copenhagen lifestyle here to Melbourne. Um, I live in the south and I work in the north, so I have a really long commute every day and adding a cycle um, commute to my um, everyday life has actually really changed my world. I never thought that cycling would be so much fun and so mindful at the same time. It's sort of um, the best way to come to work. One of my colleagues said to me about a month ago, she said, you always come into work with a big smile on your face and I said, yeah, it's impossible not to. You're on your bike, the wind's in your hair. You just you feel amazing when you get off your bike in the morning. <laughs> it's all those endorphins and uh, you're making yourself, you know, fit in the in the process. Yeah, and I never thought I'd meet so many people. So every time I pull up to a set of traffic lights, someone leans over and has a chat and, oh, what's that? You've got an electric bike and we have a little chat about it or, um, you know, which way are you headed or... Um, this morning I got off the train and um, there's a guy who keeps his bike at Richmond and we pedalled off together and um, it was just really good fun. We had a chat. He's got a 12-month-old daughter and not sleeping much. So um, you just get to meet all kinds of people. So have you made any like you know, pertinent discovery so far on, on your riding around Melbourne that's something you wouldn't have seen unless you're on the bike? Oh, some incredible discoveries. One of my favourite weekly rides is over the William Barrack Bridge so riding down from um, the MCG, and I did a Melbourne Bicycle Diaries about this back in the summer when it was a bit warmer, but um, there's this beautiful bridge that you ride over and suddenly Melbourne appears before you like this incredible mirage and there's beautiful um, Aboriginal music and sounds playing as you cross over that really important um, uh, bridge. And then you come down through um, Birang Ma and it's just, a special place. It's a really sacred spiritual place and to be able to connect there and see everyone out walking and there's a big hill and there's always kids rolling down the grass or some kind of event or stall happening. Um, yeah, it's really, it makes me feel so proud to call Melbourne my home riding through there. That's great. So <laughs> thank you so much for um, prepared to have a chat to us today. How can people catch up with you, Rosie? Well, I'd love to see people on Melbourne's Bicycle Diaries. We've got a Facebook page. Um, that's sort of where it all started. Um, and then I'll follow us on Instagram as well, so Melbourne's Bicycle Diaries um, or MBD for short. And who knows? I'm open to ideas and collaboration. I mean, this is really about meeting people, having fun, you know, being environmentally friendly, being healthy and fit, um, and just about community. So love to hear from people. Thank you so much, Rosie, today. And um, oh, thank I'll look, you so much for having me. Uh, I'll look forward to more of your um, seeing more of your adventures on Facebook Fantastic. and Instagram. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks to all the listeners. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
bicycle diary coming through the back seats of Richmond with my fantastic electric bike. I'm having an Woo! <laughs> I'm having an absolute blast and just wanted to share how much fun it was with you. See you soon, love you Melbourne! On the weekend of May 20 and 21, the harmonious and enlightening Buddha's Day and Multicultural Festival will grace Federation Square. Celebrating our multicultural and multi-faith society, people from all walks of life can enjoy a host of free and insightful activities. There's everything from entertaining cultural performances to unique tea meditations, plus children's activities, a world peace ceremony and a delectable vegetarian food fair. For more information, visit buddhaday.org.au and that's spelt B-U-D-D-H-A-D-A-Y buddhaday.org.au A 3CR supporter. That's all I've got time for this week on Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio and Media Radio 3CR. Thank you so much to Samantha Dunn, uh, Green's... um, it was a Metropolitan East MLC about the ride and rally to Parliament this Wednesday, the 10th of May. That's starting at uh, 8.15. And also great big thanks to Rosie from the Melbourne Bicycle Diaries. And uh, and also don't forget to get your feedback into the um, Your Say Yarra thing for that draft budget plan and waste charge and go to Your Say Yarra. That's all one word, .com.au by 5pm on Thursday, the 11th of May. That's all I've got time for. Uh, I think I should be back in a fortnight, but I might be back next week. But hopefully Val and Faith will be back in the studio. And uh, don't forget, I should try and get the podcast a bit up a bit earlier. Sorry, I've been a bit tardy with it and I've been a bit late in the last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, the, you get things get in the way. But... Uh, and up next is, I believe, Jailbreak. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.